Hello, my name is Joe Kuyar, and I'm the local lead pastor for Renovation Church Greenville. Today, we are going to be reading in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20, which jumps away from the manger scene and zooms out to tell what else happened that night in response to Jesus' birth. This is what God's Word says in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you'll recognize him by the sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth with those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. This part of the Christmas story is probably one of my favorites. As we dive into this passage of scripture, there are two things in this story that stand out to me. First, I love how the shepherds were in the middle of ordinary life and God radically showed up. Did you know that there are some historians that believe that because of the location of where the shepherds were, that these could have been the same shepherds who protected and cared for the lambs used in temple sacrifice? What an amazing parallel if that's true. Now, I know that because of nativity scenes and Christmas plays, we may have a cleaned up perspective of what shepherds may have been like, but in this time period, shepherds would have been looked down on. They were generally known as being unreliable, as people, and were social outcasts. That point is exactly part of the reason why I love this part of the story so much. The announcement of Jesus and good news was first told to those whose society had deemed unworthy and rejected. However, this is what is true about the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter how much money you make, what people think about you, your past or your present. Jesus is available to you today. Jesus, our savior, came into this world to save sinners like you and me. And that is the best news. If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we are saved no matter what. From that moment on, God sees us and says that we are worthy because we are with Jesus. The second part of this story that stands out to me are the angels. We often picture in the scene a floating heavenly choir and glowing choir robes, but that's not how the Bible describes angels. And we want to align our view of the Christmas story with what God's word says really happened. We were told in verse 13 that these angels are the armies of heaven. 
These angels are warriors, and we can see from other places in Scripture that they are powerful. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read in history books or see in the news that an army has arrived somewhere, I expect that devastation and war and conquest will be the next thing that we hear about. But that's not what this army was here for. The army of warriors that stand in God's presence and fight and win on his behalf arrived to tell the shepherds that Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, and their commander, the Lord of Heaven's armies, had come to bring peace. The tiny baby lying in a manger would bring great joy, not just to these shepherds, not just to the Jewish people, but to the whole world. Every baby brings with it the possibility of new life, and a new story, but this baby didn't just bring that wonder and joy to his parents and his family. This baby brought the possibility of newness and a fresh start to all mankind. These warrior angels were the only ones beside God himself who understood what mankind was up against. And they broke onto the scene to give a giant victory shout that the champion had arrived on the battlefield. The glory in this moment belonged to God, and the result of that would be peace to those whom God is pleased. Who is that? If you're a follower of Jesus, well, that's you. It doesn't matter if you've followed Jesus for two minutes or two decades. It doesn't matter if the pathway has been straight and a narrow walk or a steep uphill climb. If you're on the journey of following Jesus, God's message of peace is for you. A Puritan pastor by the name of John Trapp said this, let God have all the glory so we may have all the peace. Sometimes we want to win our own battles. And so by doing so, we can claim the glory. But when we do that, we remove the opportunity for God to move and to do the kind of work that only he can do. And then we're just left with only the kind of peace that we can create for ourselves. We remove ourselves from the opportunity to have the kind of heavenly peace that the angels promised. Peace doesn't come from our own circumstances or our own abilities, or else it would come and go. Our peace comes from knowing our God doesn't change. Our fight for salvation has been won, and now we fight to win the victory in our hearts and our minds, to settle them, not on the old ways of looking at the world, but to live our lives from the same view the angels announced. The glory belongs to God, and the result in our life is peace. Is there an area in your life that you need to ask God for a new perspective so you can rest in his peace? Maybe it's a relationship or a financial struggle or a work situation or your own mental and physical health. Spend some time today giving him glory, announcing with the angels that the glory belongs to God and that he has victory in your life and confessing those areas that you need a fresh perspective or a fresh start so you can live in the peace that only God can give. Let's be a people who can look back on our lives and announce with the angels, glory to God in the highest.